the United States Champion of Justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time. We have serious problems to solve, and we need serious people to solve them. Welcome to the Darian America Show on WCGO. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Ah, hello and welcome to WCGO 1590, the Darian America Show. Yes, we are here, y'all. It's Saturday afternoon. It has been a pretty interesting week. And then the cold finally caught up with us. Now, this is the winter I'm used to. This is what Chicago is about. Man, we are built Chicago tough. When I hear these other states crying about a little bit of snow, they need to walk around for about 10 minutes out here, man. And we do this. We do public transportation. We doing it. I mean, this is before Uber was big. We are in these elements, y'all. And this is when, this is our time to shine. So even though I hate the winter, I absolutely despise it. Hey, it builds character. So if you can make it here in Chicago, you can make it anywhere. Welcome to the Darien America show today. Yo, man, I'm, I'm feeling kind of good. You know, stretch my legs a little bit. Yes, so the dreaded Valentine's Day has come and gone. (laughs) It's funny, man. I don't know why we get so worked up about it. And I am going to do it. I'm going to talk a little bit about Valentine's Day. Actually, the origin of Valentine's Day and a few things that go along with it as we've made it into this incredible holiday today. But before I go there, man, let me say what's up to my producer right quick. Drew Breeze, the cool breeze. What's up, man? I am doing well. How are you? That's what I'm talking about. I can't complain, my brother. All right. So Drew is controlling the ones and twos, and I'm going to do a little bit of talking. Hey, man, the All-Star game is here. How many people get up for that? The All-Star game. I mean, you know, what? it was a big deal back in the day. I remember, you know, you used to break your neck to kind of watch that game. I mean, I remember the uh, All-Star game when Isaiah Thomas did the – the bounce pass off the backboard to MJ and Mike caught it in midair doing what he does, you know. And it's it's kind of interesting as a you know a kid you watching that or as a teenager, and then you you think about the kids that are coming along today and their All Star games and like man, we had some stars, man. I mean Jordan, Magic, Bird, Isaiah. You know we got Tom Chambers. We got to see some dudes back in the day, but it's here in Chicago. Is it a big deal to you? Chime in, man. Give me a call, 877-711-5611. Tell me what you think about this All-Star Game stuff. I'm actually kind of glad that it's here, but because it's so cold, man, you don't really get to enjoy it. Like I went to All-Star Game festivities back in the day. I went to the uh, All-Star Game festivities in Atlanta, Michael Jordan's last All-Star Game. I think he was a member of the Wizards back then, you know, when he was just totally the end for him. And... Man, I mean, come on. I didn't go to the game. I I wasn't buying no tickets for the game. The game, the tickets are astronomical, and I know I couldn't afford to go then, but to be in Atlanta for the festivities, awesome. And then when I was down there, the throwback jersey was king. I mean, Fabulous was running around, and he made them things just totally Hot and every single body in Atlanta had a throwback jersey on. I remember me and my buddies, we went down to the underground in Atlanta and we went to this particular clothing store, well, sports memorabilia store. And when I tell you they had every throwback jersey you could imagine, 
it was crazy seeing. I saw a Barry Sanders Pro Bowl throwback jersey. I mean, it was Deion Sanders with the Falcons. It was, a, you know, just a lot of, everybody had one on. The men had one on. The women had one on. And then you know how they cut the women's jersey. So the jersey actually, like, fits them. And then some of them had the the jersey dresses. I think Mariah Carey is what kind of inspired that. She did the Star Spangled Banner, and she had a jersey dress. It was a Bulls dress. She may have had three of them, a Bulls dress, a Wizards dress, and then she had the Bulls and Wizards sewn together. Man, that was hot. That was the first time I saw the gym shoe heel. Yeah. Ladies was wearing Air Ones, but they were heels. And it was kind of sexy, man. I got to, hey, that looked good on them. So everybody had their jersey, and I was so frantic to be a part of it. I said, man, I just got to buy a jersey. I'm going to buy whatever I can get my hands on. So I almost plunked down all my money on, uh, (laughs) out of all people, a Brett Favre Atlanta Falcons throwback. And these jerseys, I mean, average price was like $400. You know, you know, you know the good ones. You know the Mitchell and Ness versus just the starter jersey. But those are expensive too. But everybody had one. I wanted, man, I almost bought that Brett Five. I had it in my hand. I walked around the store with it. I was trying to walk out of the store with it, but we're not gonna say that out loud. <laughs> and people were doing it. People were doing it. They were getting a hold of those jerseys and getting out of there. I mean, for every, I say for every 10 they sold, they probably lost about two, you know, because it was so busy. People walking out with those jerseys. And then the parties, man. The parties was crazy. I was actually at a party where Biz Marquis was DJing it. Allen Iverson was walking around the joint. I mean, he was next to me. You know, he was just walking in the crowd. He had a couple of security with him. But AI was so cool, man. You didn't really look at AI like that. He was like one of the boys. And then he'd speak to you. You know, like, what's up, AI? What's happening? He, what up, bro? You know, you dap you. Loved Allen Iverson. He probably is one of my favorite NBA players because he reminded me of me. Well, not really because I can't dribble. I will never think I can compare myself to AI basketball-wise. But he was a good dude. And it was a good time. The parties was crazy, man. I was in line for a party. Standing behind Daryl Davis. Yeah, Darryl, the Daryl Davis from the Portland Trailblazers. And me and my boy, we standing in line, and we like, oh, man, this party finna be not, well, I guess the terminology now would be lit. I'm old school, so we like, this finna be fire. <laughs> so we standing in line, and Daryl Davis standing there, and the man look, you know, he's a giant, but he looking smooth. I'm like, man, what's up, dog? We got to pay for this. So the word starts traveling through the line that it's a fur coat party. And you have to have on a fur coat to get in here. And if you don't, the price for the party was $1,000. Wow. $1,000 to go into a party. Whoa, I'm still trying to process that to this day. Because I heard that some of the parties here have been inflated. You know, the dating game is, is one of my hangouts at times. You know, I used to... Actually, I used to work at the Dayton game. I, I had karaoke there for a while. But the, the family den is next door. They were charging people $100 to get into the Dayton game. Wow. Wow. Think about that. Paying $100 <laughs> for 
when you don't even pay to go in there regularly. But because it's All-Star Game weekend, you got all these people from out of town. So that's kind of why I'm not all the way upset with All-Star Weekend. It stimulates the economy. Can't be mad at that, man. You know, if you could get a set, and a couple of my buddies who are trying to be promoters, who are promoters, I won't say trying to be, they were trying to have an event at one of the places on the south side. And, well, <laughs> eh, I'm not going to diss anybody's establishment, man, but you got to be careful where you have these parties at. Which makes me think about the crime. How come when you have such a nice event, they bring this big-time event to your city, you have to worry about crime? The criminals get ready. I mean, this like, <laughs> this is the All-Star Game weekend. This is their playoffs. They getting ready, man. They're like, what pigeon, what sucker can I pull now? If you got any All-Star Game weekend festivity stories, if you're doing something this weekend now, I mean, you can still be celebrating because the game is tomorrow. You know, I know they did the Futures game last night, <laughs> turned it to a dunk contest. But call me, 877-711-5611. Chime in, or you can join my Facebook page. That's Darian America Show, WCGO Radio. And tell me what you're doing for the All-Star Game weekend. I'm curious. Do you still watch the game? Is it still important for you to see? I will say, it was kind of nice seeing Zion Williamson. They, they, they showcased him, man. They got the big fella. They gave him the ball, tried to let him do a couple fancy dunks. You know, it... it I mean, really, who cares about the score? It's just really to see the the exhibition that goes on. So I'm, I'm glad they brought that to Chicago. I'm just a little bit upset that we didn't have more representation. Yeah, Cody White out there, and I like Cody White. But will we ever have the glory days of a Mike, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Horace Grant? Will we ever have those days again, man? Why can't Chicago attract free agents? Well, I think one of the reasons is outside right now. That cold, man. <laughs> you can have a chauffeur. You can be whatever. But you still got to step out for a little bit of time. And if you step out there long enough, it is cold. Man. So we're going to keep it moving, y'all. This is the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM. What's the state are we covering today? Stay with me. Gary in America, WCGO 1590, Simulcast 95.9 FM. And welcome back to the Dairy in America show, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can always call in at 877-711-5611. This is the Dairy in America show. All right, man. So I was kind of touching on All-Star Game weekend. You know, I hit it, talked about the parties, how much the, the price is to get in them and the crime and stuff, man. But I think it's cool that you actually have a chance to rub shoulders with some of the stars, man. Like I said, my favorite star I ran into, Allen Iverson, back when I went to the one in Atlanta. That was Jordan's last year. And uh, my biggest memory about that game is at the end when they started playing defense and Kobe started D'ing up Mike, you know, and Mike was kind of old school trying to give it to the young buck. Ain't that crazy that Kobe Bryant ain't here no more? It doesn't even sound right saying that, man. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, you know. I mean, just, ooh, it's too tragic. It's still hard to, to get past that. Um, his wife finally laid him and his daughter to rest this week. Man, I'm really hoping, just as a humanistic effort, the humanity in me, I hope that they were incinerated on Crash. 
I hope she didn't have to try to identify their remains, man. That is just something that I never, ever want to do. But I know if it ever comes to that point, you got to identify next to Ken, you know. But no, man, I, I don't want to see that. I'm really hoping that everybody on that plane just burned up completely and there was nothing left. But, you know, life does go on and the NBA is going to pay tribute to him. Man. I got a little choked up just thinking about that. Kobe ain't here no more. I mean, I the best part of the All-Star game, to me, any All-Star game, is when they trot the old guys out, man. I mean, even though i never seen Bill Russell play, I like seeing Bill Russell. Big old school dude, man. And, man, they say Jordan is the GOAT, the greatest of all times, but Bill Russell got a claim, brother. <laughs> Six championships versus ten. Hey, it is what it is. But, you know, I'm, I'm, well, once again, my heart goes out to Vanessa Bryant and her babies, man. And I know it's got to be rough when you're looking over at that bed and a person that's been there for years and years and you expect to always be there is not there anymore. And it's not by their own choice. So, man, but they are, are going to do some things for Kobe. Uh, and they're going to do the official memorial 224. That's February 24th, of course. His daughter's number was number two, Gigi. And then he's number 24. I think that's fitting. So, once again, rest on, Kobe. Thank you for a job well done. All right, so this other thing that kind of popped up to me, man, Michael Avenetti. If you don't know who he is, he was, I believe he was even R. Kelly's lawyer once upon a time. This guy, well, as you go through the article, if you want to check it out, man, I got it off of CNBC.com where Michael Avenetti has been convicted of trying to shake down Nike. He flat out told him. He went to Nike and he was like, look, man, I got some evidence that you all paid off or tried to bribe some collegiate players and their families to sign with Nike when they come out the league, when they come out into the league. Yeah, man, I got proof. And I need a cool $25 million to get it. Well, I'm thinking under normal circumstances, he might have pulled it off. Except for he made a powerful enemy, the pettiest person on the planet, the leader of the free world. He pissed off Donald Trump. (laughs) And even though I think, you know, this conviction, it probably should have happened. I mean, he got, hey, he got tried by a jury of his peers. But you tried to go after the president. Stormy Daniels, the stripper slash prostitute porn star that was accusing Donald Trump of being inappropriate. I mean, hey, I know that you are a porn star, stripper. You're working in that industry. You still have rights. If you say no, definitely it means no. And you don't get to be antagonized and touched and grabbed by the meow by the president. Well, (laughs) Donald Trump beat that, and Donald Trump is finna beat the crap out of Michael Avenetti financially. He's been convicted of trying to shake Nike down. What you think about that? Give me a call at 877-711-5611 if you want to chime in on that, or you can join the Darian America Show page, WCGO Radio. The thing that really comes to my mind in this situation. Okay, yeah, Michael Avenetti, he may have been representing 
he represented R. Kelly too. This dude is just, <laughs> he just stays in turmoil and controversy. But the thing that I'm more bothered about is say Nike did bribe these collegiate athletes. A lot of these athletes were not well off. And man, I'm telling you, when you're hungry, <laughs> when you're lonely, when you're nervous and you don't know where your next dollar is going to come from, you do things. I think, honestly, I was a former collegiate athlete. I think collegiate athletes should be paid a work study. They should. The people always say the trade-off is their education. C come on, man. <laughs> if their trade-off is the education, and let's say that, it's the, it's the education. The room and the boards, you're taking these people away from their parents who they don't know nothing else, man. That's, my son and my daughter are 18 now, and they're getting ready to go off into college life. So say my son was great at baseball and somebody's about to draft him and take my baby and put him on this team and they're going to travel around and you're expecting these kids to grow up real fast and they got to be responsible. I mean, you're taking them to places that they have no idea about. Compensate them a little bit. Even going down to the colleges. I mean, when I got to Valparaiso, I was a deer in the headlights. I had no idea what I was doing at Valpo. I mean, you figure it out, and it is a growth thing. And eventually, you know, my kids, they're going to figure out the college life, and they are going to do it well. But that's a lot to ask. So Michael Avenetti knew about Nike giving money to collegiate athletes. Was Nike really hurting these collegiate athletes, though? I always think about that. Like, man, look, they need that money. It ain't like they sitting around just twiddling their thumbs with their feet up. and it may not take as much to survive on a college campus, but it's important to have a little money, man. The, the parties were well, back when I was going to school. You know, that's been a long time ago. Parties was like 10 bucks, and that was a lot. I mean, hopefully you could get in free or you knew somebody at the door. Hey, I became a Greek, so once I became a Greek, I never had to pay to go on parties. And all the Greeks that tried to charge you was the Greeks that were struggling. So I'm not going to diss my Greek brothers and sisters, but some of them did try to charge us. And I'm like, come on, man. You was just at my party last week, free, kicking it, doing everything you want to do. And now you're going to charge me. But I digress. I don't like the way Avenetti came at Nike for this, trying to shake him down, because they said he was in debt up to $11 million. Man, could you imagine chalking up $11 million worth of debt? What could you have possibly bought? For $11 million. I can't even begin to start, man. I mean, I'm, again, I'm Mr. Frugal. So if, if I had a job that was paying me $70,000 a year, I'd be a millionaire by now. And I couldn't imagine immersing $11 million worth of debt. I think that's just somebody that's kind of popping the collar, you know, trying to floss. And he, hey, I'm Michael Avedetti. But you shouldn't have made Donald Trump mad. And you're going to pay every bit of that $25 million, and you're going to do some time, and you're going to be gone for a long time, probably way longer than after Donald Trump is out of office. And at that point, still ain't nothing you can do about it. So, Mr. Avenetti, don't pick up the soap. <laughs> so, what state are we covering today, y'all? We are covering the state of love. I didn't think I was going to let Valentine's Day get passed without saying something about it. Yeah, I'm going to talk about this pagan holiday. Pagan. I just like saying pagan. I mean, it, it doesn't make you sound intelligent. Pagan holiday. <laughs> but 
But do you even, I mean, number one, how important is it to you? I feel like if you have a significant other, every day should be Valentine's Day. It should be. And you know it all going well, it should be. And it probably is. But you allowed the masses to put this stamp on, it's got to be February the 14th. Well, I personally prefer July 17th over any day on the calendar. Yeah, it's my birthday. Yeah, that's my holiday. And I don't even do much on my birthday. It's just the fact that that's the day I was born. But it wasn't my choice to be born on July 17th. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I came two months early, let my mama tell it. I was supposed to be born in September. So Miss Busy, doing all this life stuff, earning bachelor degrees while she pregnant with me, her water breaks on the bus. And this knucklehead goes to class and tries to take a test. But, you know, women usually know. They say after the first child, you know, you're nervous and scared. And, oh, my God, I got to have my bags packed. And once you get to the second and third, it's like, all right, well, second nature. And the fourth one, I mean, I was my fourth, my mother's fourth childbirth. So she wasn't worried. She's like, he'll be here when he get here. I ain't... <laughs> and sure enough, she pushed me out in the middle of the afternoon and then finished her final exam. She said the teacher was going back to Cuba, and that was going to be the last time they were going to be in the country, so they needed to grade the test, and she gave birth to me. And it's funny, you know, numbers kind of align and stars line up. She gave birth to me at 2.24 p.m., 2.24 in the afternoon. If anybody knows me, they know the beginning of my old number, our telephone number, for years and years, and she still may have the number, but it starts off at 2.24. And then, 25, 26 years later, my kids are born. My daughter was born at 2.22 a.m. No, my son was born because he was first. 2.22 a.m. My daughter came two minutes after him at 2.24 a.m. Hmm. Something to ponder about. At least something to ponder out about me. And that mother had ran down this, this wonderful timeline, and she had all these numbers, and it all lined up zero to nine and came back to number eight and eight is significant in my existence, her existence. So, man, that stuff is deep, man. But yeah, the whole, I, I totally went off on a tangent, but I don't think that paying college basketball players is a bad thing. College athletes, period. Man, if you can get there, because it's hard enough to get there, you should be compensated for it. I'm not saying they should be paid any more than any other work study, but I think every player on that team should have an opportunity to earn a wage. And now they're saying that they can be paid for their likeness. That's huge. They should be. You know, you get to put these video games and you got their jerseys making all this money and they can't get any? Unfair. You're listening to the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, simulcast 95.9 AM. We will be covering the state of love when we come back, y'all. Let's get it. Let's go. Hi, I'm Darian D. Silk Sims, the host of the Darian America Show. And I want to let you know that you're listening to the podcast version of the Darian America Show, which airs every Saturday from noon to 1 central on WCGO Radio. Tune in live from 1590 AM and 95.9 FM in the Chicagoland area, WCGORadio.com, or watch the live feed at Facebook.com slash WCGO Radio. The latest podcast episode becomes available every Sunday. You can find it. Rate it and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to get in touch about the show or inquire about sponsorship opportunities and rates, please reach out to DarianAmerica at Hotmail.com. 
and welcome back to the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. If you would like to be a part of the show, you can always chime in and call me at 877-711-5611. Talk about some stuff, man. State recovering is the state of love, and I'm going to dig into it. Because I know we, are, we make Valentine's Day such a big deal in our culture. And like I said, every day should be Valentine's Day. I mean, if you've got a significant other, it's hard enough to, you got to meet somebody, and then you got to politic with them. You got to get to know them. When it gets to the point of you wanting to be in the house with them, is that where you stop at? You know, I'm curious because a lot of people, they will cohabitate but they won't get married. Is getting married important to you? I mean, honestly, I do want to be married. I want to be married one day. You know, I want to come home to that significant other and, hey, how was your day and all that good stuff. But a lot of people say that the reason for the marriage is to start the family. Well, I don't want no more kids. <laughs> No, 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 no. I don't want any more children. And don't get me wrong. I love my twins. See, I guess because I had to start off with two babies. And a lot of people be like, twins is such a blessing. Oh, you got twins. Look, twins is hard work. Twins is two babies. Don't call it twins. I, I hate that they put one word on multiple people. Twins, triplets, quintuplets. What's octo? <laughs> octo mom. Why I even bring her up? <laughs> Octo crazy. You had a litter. Eight babies. And now they like 12 years old. I think I just saw a picture of them recently. They all look good. And she looked good. Really? You housed eight little bodies inside your body. That's like eight watermelons. And Octo mom looked good. Now we all know that she didn't do it naturally. Of course, somebody helped her out and pay. But I think if you carried eight babies to term and they all survived. <laughs> You probably should be given some plastics. That should be like a part of your deal. Like, if you can pull this off, man, we're going to pay for your body to go back because there's absolutely no way she will ever be the same. You know where I'm. <laughs> it's too early in the afternoon to be doing that. Is it though? If you were a guy, well, <laughs> that's just crazy. Guys, chime in 877 711 Would you get down with the Octo Mom? And she did porn, too. I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess it ain't no different, but geez, Louise. They, hey, they're on my Facebook page right now. You chime in and check them out. That looks like a lot of fun, but you know those days when she's just sitting there and she's tired. And, I mean, feet up, feet hurting. Somebody come running in there. And you can't, like, have favorites. She got eight babies, and she got to love them all the same. I don't know who Octo Dad is, <laughs> but I Octo feel for Octo all of y'all. That's just too many children. I mean, she got a baseball team, basically. She's just missing a picture. <laughs> you go, girl. Power to the people. I, I don't know what to say for you, but how important is Valentine's Day to you? Why is it so important? You do know that the Valentine's Day was started by Catholics. And you know me, whenever I pull up information, I go to the internet and you can always go check it out. I went to www.history.com and then it went through and found Valentine's Day, the history of Valentine's. So 
basically this guy, St. Valentine. And then they even say that allegedly it was two St. Valentines. So Claudius, who was at the time was the head of the Roman Empire, I don't know, how do, well, I should say, how did you let these guys come to power? This one guy, this king, this emperor. And then he says, young men make the best warriors. So I forbid young men to get married. Really, dude? But but you married. <laughs> and you having kids. But because I'm young and one day I want to have kids, and we know that the, the life expectancy wasn't that long for them back then, even though, like, Abraham, Abraham became, well, Abram became Abraham, and he lived over like 140 years, let the book tell it, right? <laughs> but their life expectancy wasn't that long. So he outlawed it, and St. Valentine di- disagreed with it. So he performed secret marriages to the, with these young men and their, their, their significant others, and Claudius found out about it, and allegedly he beheaded St. Valentine. Actually, both St. Valentines had kind of ran into trouble. And the end of the story says they both were beheaded. Man, imagine if we was beheading people for stuff today. (laughs) What do you think somebody should be beheaded for today? Give me a call at 877-711-5611. What would you cut somebody's head off for? Man, I don't know. Shoot, don't get me to... (laughs) Don't get me to add to, to answering that because this I hey Michael Avenetti no stop it don't don't chop Michael Avenetti's head off please well whatever he gets is on him but some of the I'm, I think that people who commit these heinous crimes just wipe them out take them out but beheading that is like a brutal gruesome way to go and because this Saint Valentine performed weddings he got beheaded so any event. Cupid, where did Cupid fit in in all this? Well, if you let history tell it, Cupid is one of the Greek gods. He's the god of love, and he has allegedly three sets of parents. They don't know which one is which. So this lets you know, and I've said this a lot, the book, the religion is man-made. Men made it up. So these people who made up Cupid, the god of love, they have tied him to three sets of parents. One of the sets of parents is Zeus and Aphrodite. Aphrodite was allegedly Zeus's daughter. So Cupid was born from incest, and Zeus is his father and grandfather. Hmm, sound like Jerry Springer to me. <laughs> Zeus getting down with his daughter. Ugh. Mm. And this is Valentine's Day. This is what y'all celebrate. <laughs> I'm a part of it, too. I, I, I partake a little tiny bit in Valentine's Day. I, I'm not big on it because, like I said, every day should be Valentine's Day. Treat me like every day is my birthday, and I should do the same if, you know, you get that significant other. So, so why is it that we make such a big deal out of Valentine's Day? It was started by the Catholics. And, you know, I... The, I'm not mad at the Catholics. We all are religious, and most religion comes from the Catholics. Muslims have their part in it, and they all share certain parts of the religion. I'm just too old and too tired to be worrying about 
where Cupid and all this stuff came from and what we do. <laughs> when we come back, I'm actually going to tell you the top 10 places to take your mate in Chicago for Valentine's Day. This is Daring America, WCGO 1590, Simulcast 95.9 FM. Call me, 877-711-5611. Welcome back to the Darian America Show, WCGO 1590. That's one of my favorite karaoke songs right there, man. When you find that one woman in a, a random bar that can blow that song out, you know, it, may, it, it makes you feel nice and fuzzy because you think about Whitney. Whitney, she was one of the greatest vocalists of our time, man. I know she went out tragically, and she had a, a bad run in her end of days, but that woman had some talent. I loved Whitney Houston. That's probably one of my favorite women singers of all time. And, like, today I'll be looking and searching for a woman singer, and I got one. I mean, maybe Teresa Griffin, you know, and I've only listened to a couple of her songs, but that woman, she, I don't think they can write for her. She's in that Jennifer Hudson class, man. They're ahead of their time. So... But I have a top 10 list that says things to do with your significant other. These are the top 10 in Chicago. So what y'all think about that? If you agree or disagree, and I added something to this, I ain't doing all 10 of these because I really don't like the list. You know, I think our city is so vast and you can find anything to do if you put your mind to it. But it says number 10, and I found this at www.10best.com. These are the destinations in Chicago. Romantic things to do. Dorian's in Wicker Park. This is a place that specializes in playing vinyl. You know, so if you're a music connoisseur, but music sounds is best coming off vinyl. Even though they've digitally enhanced a lot of stuff, you put something on the record player, man, you get to hear, you can hear the creaks in the background, and you shouldn't have creaks in the background, but it's hot, man. It, it, I think it's sexy if you and your girl sit back and listen to some choice hits, but they, only, they have kind of jazzy stuff. The lakefront, the, the lakefront, the trail on the lakefront, that's number nine. That could be romantic. Yeah, well, <laughs> not in February. I don't know who's going to walk the lakefront. The lakefront, especially the way the lake kind of jumps up. Man, it splashes up on Lakeshore Drive. So I don't want to take my boo thing that cold. We can go simulate some cold if we want to do that. But they say it's romantic to walk with your mate down Chicago's lakefront in February. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the Hotel Julian, they have a cultured and cuffed package where basically you, you're kind of taking in some some snazziness and you and your girl, y'all can kind of play around and you look at her, she look at you, be sexy in this hotel. It's the, the decorum is what they're getting at. The Ravenswood Distillery. You know alcohol got to be a part of it. Get her liquored up, man. Got to get her liquored up. Get her drunk. Get her smashed. And then you go smash. <laughs> How come we don't ever talk about women getting us drunk? It does happen. It can happen. I guess it happens. It don't happen to me. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. The Gwen Curling Rink. So that little thing where... uh. You take that little, I don't know, the little thing, the handle, like the rock with the handle, and you slide it, and then you and your girl get the broom, and you're trying to make it go. That ain't romantic. That's you're making her do housework. <laughs> get that out of here, but it's on the list. The magic parlor. That might be cool. You and your girl go take in a magician. I mean, if the relationship going bad, you can make her disappear. 
Oh, I'm disappearing. <laughs> the Darling Speakeasy Lounge. Anywhere you got live music, I like that. You know, they play jazz and it's the, the decorum again. The location is kind of jazzy. It's, it's chill. And uh, I like that. Anything with live music. Oh, man, we got a, somebody chiming in on what uh, why Valentine's Day is important to them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to address that probably off air because I want to get to this uh, power thing. The Airy Ancient Baths. Ooh, so you can have a tub set up like the Greek gods from back in the day. It's like a basically an Olympic swimming pool. That's what it looked like to me. And you and your mate can be in the pool, which is a tub, but it's the pool. And then I think others can join you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm good on that. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't like water parks. I just think every little kid at the water park pees in the water. Harder. So, and I don't care how much chlorine or whatever you put in it. Uh, I see them little kids running around. They all got that little guilty smile too. No, man, I'm 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 good on that. I I like showers. <laughs> and they say the number one is the Le Piano. This place called Le Piano. And again, you live music. You have a pianist in there, and the decorum is nice. And you and your girl can sit back, taking a few cocktails, smoke a cigar while the piano man is playing. But I added a bonus place to this list. That smooth karaoke mothership, man. Come and bring your girl to sing to her with the greatest karaoke DJ on the south side of Chicago. I'm the greatest in the world, man. If you have not taken a chance to come to the Falcon Inn, 1605 East 53rd Street, or City Life, 712 East 83rd Street. City Life is Thursday. The Falcon Inn is Friday. I puts on a show. Now, I ain't dissing none of my karaoke brethren and sisters, but come kick it with your boy. You will see how karaoke should be done. And my energy is nonstop. That's why I'm so tired the day after. I, I understand why when Bishop used to be preaching his sermons and he flipping all over the church and then he passed out in his chair to end. That's how I feel. Again, I'm comparing myself to the bishop. <laughs> so I know we're talking about love, and this is a little bit off the topic, but it kind of circles into it. Ooh, what's up with power? Power has finally come to an end, and number one, I'm going to... Give 50 Cent a round of applause because that man put his money into some good stuff. And that was a that was a decent show. I mean, it had a lot of holes. You could drive a truck through some of the script. But at the end of the day, we finally found out who shot Ghost. Can you believe? And if you, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet, change the channel because I'm going clean in. I'm seeing it all. Tariq shot his daddy. What? Come on, man. And honestly, I still don't understand why. Why you hated your father that much. Dude, you were living a lavish life. You were living in a lap of luxury. You didn't have to become a drug dealer, man. I mean, who's a millionaire and decides, I'm finna sell drugs? Man, sit down somewhere. I hated that. But see, the thing is, they pulled that emotion out of you. That's why I wasn't mad at the writers. I mean, sometimes I used to get mad at the writers for power, but we all uniformly came together and decided that we are all going to hate Tariq. <laughs> and we all hate Tasha. You know, and it's funny because y'all realize Ghost was a serial killer. <laughs> and show of hands, even though this is radio, show of hands, who was cheering for Ghost? <laughs> I wanted Ghost to succeed. And Tommy. But it got too real when 
Tasha killed her friend, Keisha. Even though Lala Anthony, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy, Carmelo. Good job, bruh. <laughs> but she's the worst actor in the world. But I didn't really watch her for her acting. And I can say that. We all can say that. Well, the brothers can say that. But, man, somebody, they added a post saying Ghost and Angela, that was Ghost's girlfriend that got killed at the beginning of the season. And it kind of went downhill from there. Ghost and Angela is in heaven watching down on Tasha while she got to take her eyelashes off and her wig. Um, well, if you want to technically look at it, Ghost and Angela are worm food. <laughs> they dead. I would rather be tried by 12 than carried by 6. And Tasha has to go be tried by 12. So who, who going to do Ghost's funeral, man? Who, who going to... You know, present him, lay him out, stretch him out in front of the church, and Tommy can't be there. Tasha ain't going to be there. Tariq probably ain't going to be there. He gets to go off to college and scamper on his way. Look, man, we know that it had holes in the script. If ghosts like the Democratic Party had embraced him and pulled him in, you don't think ghosts would have had no bodyguards? <laughs> um, Truth don't have no cameras. We didn't see who shot Tariq. Did, I mean, who shot Ghost? Did Tariq go and take the the cameras down and the video footage? I mean, it's digital today. Nobody using VCR, so you can't take the tape. Just too many holes, man. And then Tommy, Tommy got away with everything. How come he gets to get away? The white man wins once again. <laughs> I mean, it, it's typical. And then my man, Tate, he gets his spot right back, and it's just all shuffle around. All this stuff happens, like, within days of each other. That's, you know, but you got to tie up stuff. I mean, that's why it's, you got to suspend your willingness to believe or disbelieve. None of that stuff could have happened as quickly as it did. So where's the love on that? Did Tariq love his dad? And before he shot him, he told him, I'm you. Now, if my son or daughter is standing in front of me with a gun, I'm not finna stand there and be all cool and be like, son, listen to me. You gotta make the better decision here. Man, I'm trying to get the mm out of there. Anybody points, if you've had a gun pointed at you, you know what's up with that. <laughs> you ain't trying to stick around. I mean, nobody acts that calm. And then, he, you know, Tommy saw him and looked up and was like, man, I'm finna buck this little dude. No, brother, let him go. Let him go. No, I ain't giving up my life just because you mad at me because I won't introduce you to the drug game. It was too many. And <laughs> I think my favorite meme that I've been seeing about this is my man that took Tasha to Truth. And she tried to frame him. And everybody's saying, you know, kudos for not sitting there and just taking it. Go get your Red Bull. And you got proof of that. That was dope. But I'm wrapping this up, y'all. We coming to a close. And love is the topic. Love is still one of the most hardest things to do. You know, it's easier to say I hate you than it is to say I love you. But if you do have a significant other, you do have to celebrate them sometimes. Don't set the expectation too high. And truly enjoy each other. 
Enjoy the love, man. And thank you for showing me some love today on this Saturday. You've been listening to the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. Let's go, 50. Rock out, Drew. And you've been listening to the Darien America Show, brought to you on WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. We air each and every Saturday from noon to 1 p.m. This is Darian America saying thank you for tuning in.